Welcome back to Build and Tinker, Episode 11, Graveyards. This week, Russ and I are going to talk about what a graveyard is, how it's used, and some of the ways you can take advantage of it in Commander games. But before that, how's your week been, Russ? It's been a really good week. Played a little bit of Magic at the local game shop, um, getting ready for Modern Horizons 2, and uh, generally having a pretty good week. Oh yeah, Modern Horizons 2 is going to be exciting. I have a pre-release and a set booster box, which was really expensive, but it looks like a lot of really good cards in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely, uh, what is it you always tell me, good trade fodder? Right, exactly. That's why I like... And I know before the podcast, we were talking about how I have, you know, 5,000 baseball cards somewhere in my house. And I was going through old Star Wars CCG and Overpower and World of Warcraft and um, kind of dawned on me that my addiction to opening packs started at a very young age with baseball cards. Um, So it's kind of in my blood, I guess, in my DNA of messing with cards. So new box comes out, got to buy it. New set comes out, got to buy a box and got to open it and see what I get in there. Get some of that trade fodder. So I'm looking forward to it, though. It should be a good set. Absolutely. Hopefully we can get in some sealed games with it. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I love I love playing sealed. I'm not draft is okay. I'm not as great at draft, but sealed is just fantastic because you get to keep the cards and it's probably the only time I play with most of the commons and uncommons in a set. So when it comes out, I'm looking forward to that. Just need to get a group together and get a game on. That's gonna be good. Absolutely. So we're talking about graveyards. We are, so I figured we would start first time kind of talking about a zone specifically. So I figured we'd talk about what the comprehensive rules say about a graveyard. Uh, You want to go ahead and give us an overview of what the graveyard is? So officially, a graveyard is a zone. It's In fact, the player's graveyard is their discard pile. And the graveyard is all of the cards that are included in that player's graveyard. So it's it's the entirety of the discard pile. Right. So real quick, I guess before, um, a zone, right? So there's right. a handful of zones in Magic. Ironically, your hand is a zone. There's the battlefield is a zone. Your deck, graveyard, exile, really kind of all the different places. And in Commander, we have a command zone, right? Which is where the commander goes. So that's really what it is. Graveyard is one of those zones. And that's really why they say that it's a zone. Because I believe zones have a special meaning in uh, Commander specifically. That when your commander transitions zones, you can put it back into the graveyard if you choose to. That is one of the things that Commander takes advantage of in Magic. Right. But yeah, let's talk Let's talk a bit more about the graveyard. Specifically, sure. you know, it says that it's a discard pile. So... How do things get in there? So any object, I, I'm assuming, you know, the, that's this is the official rules language, is any object that is countered, discarded, destroyed, or sacrificed is put on top of its owner's graveyard, as in any instant or sorcery spell that's completed re- resolving, and each graveyard starts out empty. So I'm assuming when it says object here, it's literally referring to each type of card, token, creature etc as it resolves right and i guess the way that we generally describe it is everything goes in the graveyard unless it's exiled pretty much right it goes well it goes to to one of the zones so it can bounce back to your hand it can bounce to your library but you're right if it's countered what is it countered discarded destroyed or sacrificed it's on top of the graveyard i've actually never kept my graveyard in order i don't know that it matters a whole lot but actually the rules and ironically the next one says that it, it the order actually does matter per the rulings. Right. Um, Originally back in the dawn of, of magic, there were cards that it actually mattered what order cards were in the, in the graveyard. That was a long time ago, but basically your graveyard should be kept in a single face up pile. A player can examine the cards in any graveyard at any time, but can't change their order. So, and and there, I guess there's some sanction specific rules for sanction, but we probably don't need to discuss those. 
But so you can yeah. look at your opponent's graveyards at any time, which is kind of uh, yeah, it's public public knowledge, right? right? So anything that goes in the graveyard becomes public knowledge for the table. And then there's one more rule here that's kind of interesting. So if an effect or rule puts two or more cards into the same graveyard at the same time, the owner of those cards may arrange them in any order. So that's kind of interesting too. So it's sort of like um, when you put cards on the bottom of the of your library, you know, you can order them or sometimes it's random. So basically these rules are kind of indicating that the way I handle Cathrol is completely wrong because I keep the creatures together so I can uh, make sure I've covered all the keywords. So that's kind of a, kind of an interesting aspect. Right. And I think for magic or sorry, for commander specifically, it's not terribly important. I don't know that anybody, you know, unless you're playing one of these cards where the order, most people just kind of dig through the cards, put the one they want to cast on top or, or something like that. Like you said, the creatures for Cathrol. I think that last rule and, and for everybody who hasn't the comprehensive rules are like all the rulings in magic this is section 404 which covers graveyard and basically that last ruling that you can put them in any time goes into something we're going to talk about here in a bit which is the triggering of effects which that basically says if two creatures are going to die at the same time you choose which order they go into the graveyard which means you can kind of order the effects you get from triggering graveyard abilities which is uh, kind of critical to synchronizing your play so that you get the most value when your creatures do die and kind of like how you pick that order. Um, so all of this kind of sums up to say graveyards, public information, everything can go in there. But what's kind of neat about graveyards is they kind of become another resource to the player, right? right? And that's kind of our theme for this month is leveraging that graveyard. Before we get too deep into that, though, there, there was a change last year. I want to say it was about this time last year that they made a new ruling on commanders and graveyards. And one of the things that happened before this was officially when a commander changes a zone, right? So when it goes to the graveyard, sorry, from the battlefield to the graveyard, at the time it changes zone, you could replace the zone change with back to the command zone. What that meant was any commander that relied on death triggers or any cards that had death trigger would not trigger if your commander did not go to the graveyard. The ruling they changed is that if a commander has an ability which triggers on it dying or going to exile, it will trigger before heading to the command zone. So what that basically means now is it still doesn't hit the graveyard officially, quote unquote, right? When something says dies, that means it hits the graveyard. In this case, it actually means that you're going to trigger that and then you can move to the command zone. So that actually increased the power and abilities of a lot of commanders and anything that kind of worked on these death triggers or even some graveyard synergies there. Right. And it also allows you, should you choose to, to leave your commander in the graveyard. Right. Yeah, you could. And that is true, because if the graveyard gets exiled at a later time, that, again, is changing zones, graveyard to exile. You could then pull your commander out of the graveyard, put it back in the command zone. And there's, there's a lot of kind of interesting things when you start thinking about how the zones work and, and why it's important in commander. But for the most part, people tend to play commander gets off the battlefield, it goes to command zone. That's typically how it plays. But, you know, you could choose to bounce it to your hand and put it in the command zone instead. You'd have to pay command tax. I don't know why you would do that, but you could. Right. So what are the be- what are the ways that we're going to utilize a graveyard in Commander? Right. So we covered a couple of these um, lightly, which is the, the death slash sacrifice effects. So this is really when you get the creatures into the graveyard. So any card that says when a creature dies 
you know, those type of things. When a creature enters a graveyard, those are the things that you want to build your triggers off of. And that is probably the most common one, like Midnight Reaper, right? If it dies, you're going to get a, you, you lose a life and draw a card. So you have a lot of creatures. And I'll say with tokens specifically, tokens hit the graveyard, then they disappear. So they do get that death trigger and that death effect before they disappear off the field. And that is one of those things that's kind of beneficial about tokens. And they only disappear after they change zone. So if they go to your hand, they technically go to your hand and then disappear. So you can get those death triggers. The other way is recursion. So there are a lot of cards, specifically in black. Green has some. Uh, I think every color has a little bit, but mostly black really plays with the graveyard a lot, where you can bring something back from the graveyard to your hand or battlefield. And that's the recursion that we want to get to, right? Where at that point, the graveyard is an extension of your hand. And that's why you'll hear the co- the comment quite often, graveyard hate, because it's, a, you know, being able to take away a major resource is is really important in Commander. We don't necessarily like to, Nick and I don't necessarily always like to play things that are um, staxy or going to shut down people's abilities, but taking away a graveyard is usually kind of fair game because that's a huge resource that other players aren't necessarily using in that game. Right. And that's, that is one of the big pieces with the graveyard is kind of managing it. And we broke this down into two categories, managing your own graveyard and then managing your opponent's graveyard. Right, So we'll continue where you went off of, of managing your opponent's graveyard. So that is probably the most common way, which is getting rid of the graveyard, exiling Bajuka Bog. Hey, exile somebody's graveyard. It literally takes all their cards out of the graveyard into exile, and they can no longer interact with it. The thing there is it's not a permanent effect because anytime you know the next creature that dies is just going to build the graveyard up again. And that graveyard just kind of rebuilds. There are a few cards that will, you know, whenever a creature dies, instead of going to the graveyard, you exile it. There are cards that, that do that type of stuff. Those, again, can really hurt somebody who's playing graveyard. So if you do have a lot of graveyard in your play group, this may be an, an, you know, a way to shut some of those decks down. But it's also taking up two, three, four slots in your deck to chance having somebody at the table play a graveyard deck. And it, it might be worth it, but Jukabog is a free swamp, basically. So that's obviously a card to put in there if you're running black. A lot of these other cards are going to take up a card slot that's probably better suited to you know synergize with your deck. But... I think there are some other ways to manage opponent's graveyard. You know, we can fill their graveyard for them, <laughs> you know, uh, right. you know, that, that, uh, the, you know, by milling them out, you know, but as far as keeping people from using their graveyard, you know, that's a little more difficult, right? If we're not going to dedicate our pieces, um, to, to dealing with it. Right. And that's really all there is. So you can either, you can either deal with their graveyard or don't. Unless you're doing a mill deck, like you said, which is that's that's your win con is to make them run out of cards in their library. And when they go to draw that 101st card, they're going to be um, dead. Right. Because that that will that will end the game for them. But that that aside, what are some ways that you manage your own graveyard? One of the ways to manage your own graveyard is through mill in order to take effective use of your graveyard, especially if you're in the recursion aspect of uh, graveyard usage, is to get cards into your graveyard. So one of the decks that I play, Cathro really wants cards in the graveyard. So you play creatures, you play, you know, sorceries, anything that's going to dump more cards into your graveyard for you to either take advantage of through counter somewhere else or through you know, literally bringing those creatures back onto the battlefield or to your hand. So in some respects, it kind of works like a, uh, a kind of a random tutor. So right. you kind of have, kind of have access to being able to see cards in your graveyard, as opposed to, you know, in unknown locations in your library. 
So then one of the other methods to get cards into your graveyard is through discard, whether that be overfilling your hand and discarding cards or playing creature effects or other cards that are going to allow you to put cards directly from your hand into your graveyard. There's a couple of other effects that I don't really use very often um, that maybe you could, could talk about a little bit more. Yeah, so obviously when your creatures die or you sacrifice them, they go. There, there are a lot of, especially, again, Black just loves the graveyard. There's a lot of neat black cards that will do things like, you know, pay one black, sack a creature, you got to draw two cards. So you're filling the graveyard, you're filling your hand, and for one mana, you're kind of doing everything you want to. If you have death triggers, you kind of stack those up as well. So there's a lot of fun things you can do with that. I will also say, like, red, the way they do cards on a lot of cases is what's called loot or rummage. So loot is when you draw a card and then you discard a card. Rummage is when you discard a card and then you draw a card, right? So not it's kind of just what order do you do it in and the order becomes important because of how you want to sequence things so i think the last one is a new keyword that came out a couple of sets ago which is surveil and it's basically scribe before the graveyard so in this case you look at the top card of your library and you can either put it back on top or put it in your graveyard so it's very useful when you know you can get the card out of the graveyard to kind of look at the top and put it in the graveyard and then cast it. It's effectively a scry then draw. So there's a lot of fun cards to do there, and it's something that we want to do in the deck we're going to build for the next month. I will say there is one more value to all of this, and that is winning by milling yourself out. And this is Thassa's Oracle. This is Lab Maniac. This is there's a Jace something something, one of the Jaces, where basically if you go to draw a card and your library is empty, you win the game. And that's a valid strategy in Commander. And a lot of commanders will want to do that. And there are decks that kind of basically say, I'm dumping my library into my graveyard until I can basically win. And a lot of them just going like infinite card draw, infinite you know, rummaging, infinite looting, something like that will get you there. But yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything for graveyards. Sorry, Russ had some technical issues there. So yeah, what do you, what do you think of the deck that's coming up, Russ? So the the next deck we're building is going to be, well, the next deck you're building is going to be Gisa and Garof. Um, so Gisa and Garof are, in, in, in one aspect, they're either a tribal commander or a graveyard commander. And we're going to attempt to build them as a graveyard commander, um, which I believe is still going to end us up in a tribal situation because their recursion ability is to recur zombies. So um, it's going to be an interesting deck. It's the first time that we've built in blue and black. So Nick's going to tell us all about that on our, ne- on his, on our next episode. And he's already posted um, a couple videos that he's done uh, in building that deck. So once we talk about it, if you want to know more, that's definitely a good source. All right. And all of that will be in the show notes for next week. And until then, Russ, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at virus25, V-Y-R-U-S-S 25. And I am at nag83, N-A-G-8-3 on Twitter. You can find both of us at MTG Build Tinker or email us at mtgbuildandtinker at gmail.com. See you guys next week.